Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. I've done this for a long time, right? Long time. Um, and anytime I speak to kids, I do a, I do three questions, which uh, help back up the statement I'm back to make, which is, how many of you love sports? Raise your hand. They all raise, go ahead. Feel free. Raise your hand. How many of you talk about sports with your friends? Most people get their hands up. How many of you get paid to talk about sports with your friends? Everybody's hand goes down except for mine. It's a great day, right? This show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Speaking of Las Vegas, how'd you like to be sitting there as a Buffalo Bill ticket holder, right? Not season ticket holder. You're holding the ticket. We would have gone uh, 500 on the weekend, you know, holding the ticket. The Buffalo Bills win, 13 seconds to go. Every, everybody in the boxes is hugging each other. We, oh, we won. It's over. We did it. Ugh. Ugh. So, look, there's a lot of things I want to get into today. And uh, 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. You can hit me on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show. And, uh... Uh, we'll we'll try and respond. Of course, at Gottlieb Show is also the Instagram handle, and there's the Doug Gottlieb Show fan page on Facebook, where we have, uh, I think it's like 20, 25,000 people following or whatever, and I get messages from people all the time, and today I'll I'll have it on, and I'll, I'll respond back if I get a chance. Um, there's a lot to get into, right? The debacle in Green Bay, the special teams problem, Aaron Rodgers missing what looked like a wide-open Alan Lazard over the middle on on third down late, but of course the, you can't have a block, a punt block. They had 10 players on the field for the game winning field goal when they're trying to block it. I mean, you name it, it went wrong in special teams, the green Bay Packers and anybody's watched the Packers. Like, yeah, I saw that coming, but to only score 10 points, no matter how good San Francisco is also alarming. We'll get to that. Okay. You know, what's really funny uh, somewhere. Ryan Tannehill is sitting in a palatial mansion. I think in Nashville, Tennessee, so happy at what happened at the three other games because no one's talking about his three interceptions or the bizarre play calling from the Tennessee Titans. Run the football. Win the game. Joe Burrow sacked nine times and wins. So we can talk Burrow and Tennessee. We can talk Green Bay and what it felt like Aaron Rodgers was evoking when he was talking about uh, not wanting to be part of a rebuild. We, we can even get into what what would have been the biggest choke job of all time with the Rams. Now, I think the Buffalo choked, gagged, whatever you want, and I can I can prove it, I can back it up in a second. There's a different kind of choke job that was taking place in Tampa. Fumbling four times, are you freaking kidding me? You know, 
And then Tampa, who was terrible until they were great. Now you can almost feel Giselle going, my husband cannot do it all by himself. Might be the last time we see Tom Brady. But because the last game was so epic, because the defenses were so tragic, because Pat Mahomes is a wizard and Josh Allen basically pitched two perfect games and is home for the offseason already, we got to focus on that to start. All right? We got to focus on that to start. First, here's Sean McDermott on being part of a game like that. Coach, have you ever been a part of a game like that? Yeah, uh, tremendous uh, effort by Josh. And, you know, they made a couple more plays than we did, obviously, down the stretch there. And um, a tremendous job by Josh. Uh, the guys played as they played their guts out. So I appreciate the way the guys battled. Okay, let's just get into it. You can't lose a game when, you, when you're winning with 13 seconds to go by three. You can't. And, and they kick the extra point. And the thought, and I was, in my mind, I was like, you know, you could, a field goal would win it, but if you went for two, nah, 13 seconds. So if you want to sit here and tell me, hey, if you kick it, Tyreek Hill's back there, here's the problem. Tyreek Hill was not back to return the kick. And the second that he's not back to return the kick, kicking becomes what you have to do. You, you just, you have to do it. And they didn't. And they paid the price for it, right? That, that's what happened. Byron Pringle was back to receive. That ball has to be kicked to Byron Pingle, Pringle. You tackle, tackle Byron Pringle with eight or nine seconds left to go in the game. Pat Mahomes gets one play, maybe gets one play for a completion, maybe. But the, the difference is they end up getting two and then a third for the field goal. And this all comes down to the basic math equation, right? It's like running out of clock when they're still shocked. Going to be going to be time in basketball. There's a they score with 13 seconds to go. I tweeted out still too much time for Mahomes, and I I meant it tongue in cheek. But the truth is that there was still too much time for Mahomes. If you play what Buffalo did, they saved him at least four, probably six or seven seconds by not kicking the ball inbounds, and then. Having a free release for Tyree Kill and for Travis Kelsey, you deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. Sean McDermott was a defensive coordinator and a defensive wizard before he was a head coach. And Leslie Frazier has been a very well-regarded defensive coach and defensive coordinator and has been a head coach, albeit on an interim basis, with the Minnesota Vikings. These guys, and they called a timeout! So if you want to sit here and tell me that, okay, what happened on the first play was a miscommunication, it wasn't. They were all 15, 20 yards off the line, and all the, all the Chiefs were like, okay, let's just dump it to Tyreek. Got three wide receivers, block them from out front. You get 19 yards. You call a timeout, and what, what you gave him a free release again? 25 yards? to trap. Who did you think they were going to throw to? Look, there are rules in sports which are, are the same rules for anybody. Okay? Can't lose a game like that. Can't. Can't have the lead with 13 seconds to go, kicking off, and lose that game. It can't happen. It has never happened before in the playoffs in 100 years of football for a reason, because you can't. 
and and it's a it's a gag job, a choke job, a collapse of epic proportions. Like, look, when the Bills lost, you know, four straight Super Bowls, the first one was probably their best shot, but Scott Norwood missed wide to the right. All right, it happens. Right? You have the lead with 13 seconds to go. You have to know they have all three timeouts. You have to do the math in your head. The clock is going to stop no matter what on change of possession off the off the kickoff. So you have to look back there, and if it's Tyreek Hill, you obviously squib it. And if it's not Tyreek Hill, you kick it back. You know, you you kick the ball to Byron Pringle and you tackle Byron Pringle. That's what you do. Rally to the ball. Then the clock will stop, and hopefully you only have to stop Pat Mahomes for one play. And you only play way off, way off. If they didn't have any timeouts, then you let them throw it over the middle and the clock runs, tick, 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 tick. And that's what happened to the Dallas Cowboys. You get situational football. It's like the sports one-on-one. So the first thing is you can't lose a game like that. You just can't. It is nearly impossible. And they did. I don't care about the overtime rule. I've told people since they changed the overtime rule that it was worse than the previous overtime rules. And only now with everybody on my side, like, you know what? It's such a bad rule. Yeah. Get to that upcoming. But let's not lose sight of the fact that they didn't kick it in bounds. Then they played off coverage, two consecutive plays, even though the Chiefs had two timeouts. And it wasn't like he made a 65-yard field goal that scraped the upright. It was a 49-yarder. It was very much makeable. And so, yeah, you, you know, you let Josh down. The kid played great. He didn't leave him much time. And you found a way to give up the lead anyway? What a complete and abject disaster. And, and, and if you're listening, you're like, well, you're taking away from Pat Mahomes. No, I'm not. Pat Mahomes is amazing. Those were not two amazing throws he had to make. Right? Dumped it to Tyreek Hill, threw to a wide open Travis Kelsey. I don't like where so the other part to sports coaching 101 is make somebody else other than the best player beat you. And that's the thing about quarterback is you, you can't take that guy away unless you really pressure him. But those are the two guys that you have to, you have to jam off the line of scrimmage. You have to make them, you know, make the timing such. This is not that hard. Why are you rushing for? Why are you not why are you not up at the line of scrimmage? By the way, on the very first play at the 25-yard line, you can grab, grapple, you can hold, you can pull guys down, you can grab every wide receiver by the rule. You grab every wide receiver. You know you get automatic first down. The clock does not reset. Clock does not reset. You could have just tackled Tyreek Hill and tackled Travis Kelsey and held on to them for dear life, and it's defensive holding. 10 yards, automatic first down. Now they got one play, period. Nothing else left. And I'm not sitting here telling you I know more football than Sean McDermott or I know more football than Leslie Frazier or than any of those guys on the defensive side of the ball, which actually makes it more embarrassing. You can't lose a game like that. And if you lose a game like that, somebody other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey have to beat you. And guess what? Those are the two guys that beat you. Doesn't take away from Josh Allen. Doesn't take it away from the team the Bills have, bit, have built. Doesn't take it away from, from, 
from uh, Pat Mahomes or the brilliance of Tyreek Hill. And I would actually make the case that I don't think any of this happens. Pat Mahomes is awesome. None of it happens if Tyreek Hill isn't on that football team. Nothing. None of this success happens without Tyreek Hill. It doesn't make him as valuable on the open market as a Pat Mahomes. But to what they've done, it does he's, he's invaluable. Remember, he saved them in the Super Bowl. And he saved them with the, with the, the, the touchdown previous to this. And then, of course, the fear factor in a Tyreek Hill is why they're playing 15, 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. You can't let the two best players beat you. And they did. They violated every basic rule of coaching. Take away the two best players. Understand time and score. Understand that the time is remaining. 13, okay, it's a timeout, automatic timeout, automatic stoppage on the kickoff. Wait, let's check out the personnel. They're obviously saving Tyreek Hill so that he can run so he's not tired after the kickoff. That was, by the way, a curious decision by the Chiefs. Why didn't they have Tyreek Hill back there? What a disaster for the Bills. What a disaster. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, lost in what was, and, and really it felt like, if that's Tom Brady's last game, and I think it is, okay, I think it is. If that's Tom Brady's last game yesterday, and I'll, I'll get to kind of the thinking as to why later on in the show. Uh, there's, for the league, there has never been a better handoff of, hey, this guy dominated the league. He went to 10 Super Bowls to, here's Pat Mahomes, who's one win away at home, and they're a touchdown favorite from getting to his third straight Super Bowl in his fourth year as a starter. <laughs> like, that's not, like, king of the league. And he's like, you know, I'm retired. Here's your new king. Perfect. Couldn't be any better. Back-to-back games. Meanwhile, you got Aaron Rodgers, who's the likely MVP of the league. And maybe the point of him being an MVP is what you saw on Saturday. They just don't have enough dudes, right? And so when you hear Aaron Rodgers, you know, he can't be Superman in the playoffs. Playoffs, all those little things get exposed, right? I mean, think about it. Um, was it uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have Travis Kelsey as their tight end? He's pretty good, isn't he? Would you guys say Travis Kelsey is pretty good? He's more than decent. Yes, he's a he's a superstar. Travis Kelsey's a superstar tight end. And the Buffalo Bills have Dawson Knox as their tight end. He's not at the Travis Kelsey level. He's not at the Rob Gronkowski level, but 49 catches, pretty good player, right? And we saw they added Emmanuel Sanders and we learned about Gabriel Davis who had an incredible day. But the point is that both of those quarterbacks had better dudes to throw to. Jimmy Garoppolo has George Kittle to throw to as a tight end. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers, and this is just 
fact. I mean, you got Mercedes Lewis as your tight end. I personally love Mercedes Lewis. He's he's tremendous. Okay? The problem with Mercedes Lewis is, you know, it's either him or Josiah DeGaro, whatever the guy's name is, right? Like these are, no one would ever confuse them with Kelsey, with Kittle, with Gronk, or even with Dalton Schultz. You just wouldn't, you know? Those are not guys, those are not dudes. And so he had one dude. And that's probably why he forced it to one dude down the field. A.J. Dillon got hurt. That derailed him. He's got Aaron Jones. He's a very good running back. Could also catch it out of the backfield. And he's got uh, Devontae Adams. And look, the offense, they struggled. He wasn't great. And they missed a field goal at the end of the first half, which would have been the difference and would have made the whole game feel differently after he found Aaron Jones for that long completion. But, but the, the point is that if, if we're being fair and we say, hey, he just doesn't have the dudes on offense these guys have. So Aaron Rodgers, after the game, um, he offered up this in regards to, you know, in, in regards to who should take the share of the blame with the loss of the 49ers. I didn't have a great night tonight. You know, they did a good job of kind of getting me off the spot, you know, a better job of taking away some of the quick game that we got going the last time we played them. You know, I just missed a couple of reads, probably should have taken a couple of whole shot chances at certain times. And then obviously, you know, if I hit Allen on that deep end on the, on the last drive, you know, that probably gets us out to about midfield and then we're a couple of first downs away from being in field goal range. So definitely disappointed by some of the decisions that I had tonight. So yeah, I, I definitely take my fair share of blame tonight. I think that's outstanding. Like, look, that's just very reasonable. That's, that's how, that's how it's supposed to work. Man, I missed Alan Lazard. I threw the ball deep. That's my bad. I, I made some mistakes. Totally fair. Totally fair. He was asked about his future. Here's what he said. A lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. Uh, if, you know, if I'm, going to keep playing. So, uh, I don't know, you know, I still super competitive. I still know I can play at a high level. So it's going to be a tough, uh, tough decision. A lot of things to, to weigh in the, in the coming weeks, but man, just so much gratitude for this city and this organization and in such a long, long career here that I'm proud of and, and really thankful for all the men and women that work here and the men, I've gotten to cross paths with, with uh, coaches and players over the years. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Aaron Rodgers. Um, when he says, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild, that felt, that felt like Phil Jackson, didn't it? That felt like Michael Jordan. My Phil didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. I think it's time to get, like, that's it's time to go. Now, are they more than $40 million over the cap? Yeah. Hey, but remember the cap spikes next year. You 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 change David Bakhtiari's contract, you redo Aaron Rodgers' contract, you you give Devontae Adams a new kind of backloaded contract, you kick that thing. It it can be redone and they can they can move things around. What you didn't hear from Aaron Rodgers is I only want to play here. You didn't hear that from Aaron Rodgers. And when you don't say that, we know what it means. We, we know what it means. 
Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's let's get to Pete Prisco. He works for CBSSports.com. Pete, how how big a disaster were Buffalo's decisions when they took the lead with 13 seconds to go? Well, they were awful. I mean, first off, you you squib it, or you you know you hit the the, the high kick to kind of make them fair catch it inside the 20, or and then when when you why not beat the guys up at the line of scrimmage? Don't allow, don't allow Kelsey and Hill to get off the line of scrimmage. And, and there's a way to do that without, you know, making yourself vulnerable in a one-on-one situation. I, I didn't like what they did. There are rules, by the way, against mugging them and tackling them. Uh, but you got to get called for it twice. And so at least on one of those, they could have done exactly that and gotten away with it. So I think it was bad uh, all the way around in terms of the end of the game. And it kind of takes away from what Josh Allen did as a quarterback. It really, it really does. Um, that's a hard one to get over, right? Like, whew, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you get over that one. Um, you know, right? Like, like that. That's one of those ones. There's lots of games you can lose, but 13 seconds ago, you beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Everybody's hugging each other, and then to lose that, I don't know how you get over that. The only thing is, though, Doug, it changes from year to year. I mean, you know, and Allen doesn't seem like he's a guy that's going to have any problem getting over any of that. I mean, he was very um, – I mean, he's a pro's pro, and I don't think he's going to have a problem, and that's the most important guy. If your quarterback can't get past it, then you have major problems. And, and I think there's a lot of good that came out of that game, one being Gabriel Davis. I mean, he emerges a big-time threat now in their passing game. So now all of a sudden you look at him and you say, hey, they got Davis, they got Diggs, they got Knox, they can throw the ball. The problem is they've never been big and physical on the defensive side of the ball. And, and, they, and last year they drafted with the whole idea of knocking down Mahomes. Well, he had all day on Sunday, all day. He stood back there and picked him to shreds. they got to be better rushing the passer. You ever seen anybody as good as Mahomes? Maybe the guy on the other side of the field. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, he hasn't done it long enough, and he's not, you know, he hasn't got the Super Bowls. But that 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 game yesterday was uh, might have been Exhibit One and One A uh, on the future of the quarterback position. And and there's a lot of good ones. Don't get me wrong. I think the AFC is loaded with young quarterbacks, and we're going to see another one on Sunday in in, in Kansas City and Joe Burrow. Um, it's exciting. It's great to see these guys, and they do it, you know, differently. All of them can move. But all of them can throw the football, and that's the most important thing. Um, was that Tom Brady's last game? I think from a family standpoint, I think it, 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 I'm leaning in that direction. I think he's probably getting pulled by the family to not play anymore. And I think deep down, he probably thinks he could play another year, and he's got one more year on that contract, so maybe he'd like to play. But I think ultimately in the end, I mean, he's given so much to the game of football, and maybe now it's time to step away and start spending time with the family and, and being a devoted family guy. And I think that's probably where it's going to lead to. Aaron Rodgers said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. A lot of decisions have to be made. I did not hear him say, this is the only place I want to play football. Feels like, feels like and he called it the last dance. The I don't want to be a part of a rebuild was Phil Jackson quote, right, from, from the last dance. Um, feels like he's gone, or is that just a feeling? Well, I think it's it, it's leaning in that direction, and I always thought he would come back. But, uh, you know, you take a look at the cap situation for the Packers. It's a disaster. There are easy ways to get out of some of that. I mean, you Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith both could be gone. Uh, their contracts are bloated in, in terms of what they've given them. So I think those, Preston Smith particularly will be gone. Uh, but you can restructure a bunch of other guys. But then 
how do you make sure you get Devontae Adams back in the fold? If Devontae Adams isn't in there, and they can tag him, but, so ultimately they could keep him, but you've got to have cap room to do that. Uh, if Devontae Adams isn't there, then I think Rodgers is for sure gone. If they find a way to kind of keep the gang together and get Adams back, then I'm not so sure. I think he's mended a lot of fences, or the, the team has mended a lot of fences inside that building. So I do think there's a chance he could come back. But if the cap situation is not going to get fixed, they're not going to have to rebuild, then ultimately I think he's gone. And Denver would make a lot of sense. Why were they so bad against Sam? I mean, obviously, look, you don't have Bakhtiari. The offense line hasn't been great. He's, he's under pressure. But Buffalo and Kansas City both were dealing with backup, backup offensive tackles. Uh, why were they so ineffective? Well, I think part of that has to do, he did play very well. He was jumpy. He got hit a bunch. But the other thing is, is he, he focused too much on Adams. And you hate to say that, but that's what he did. You know, one of the missing guys in that game that people have kind of forgot about was Valdez Scantling. And he's one of the few Packers that can stretch the defense and can make you respect the deep speed. And, and I think him not being there really showed up. Uh, in that game. And, you know, he's not a great receiver, but he is a guy that can show up and make the big play down the field. He won there. And the offensive line didn't play well. So you combine that, and Rodgers didn't play well. You combine that, and that's why they struggled. Okay, let, let's let, let's get to the, the Rams. Um, is are we is Matt Stafford that dude now because of the throws that he, he made? Like the Rams, you want to talk about a choke job, four fumbles was embarrassing, but Stafford stepped up. Stayed in the pocket, made that big throw late, found Cooper Cup a couple times. Where are you on Stafford? Well, I think he's he's one of those guys. When you look at him, you say, "Hey, uh, you know, if you when he has the ball in his hands and you blitz him, he's going to be able to make the plays." I've always thought Matt Stafford was a little underappreciated. I I never never thought he was a guy that you know was could not win the big game. And I still think he can win the big game. It, it, again, they played the 49ers a couple weeks ago, and their offensive line just got whipped in the second half. I mean, just whipped. They beat the daylights out of him and hit him a bunch. And that's going to be the key in this one. But I, I think he's more than capable of winning the big game. And, and again, you blitz him in a key situation, he's going to make you play. He was, a pay. He was the best against the blitz this year. So uh, I'm not surprised that he made that play against that zero blitz, uh, which was a bad call, by the way. I didn't like the call. I, I, and they were, they seemed all confused too. Apparently some of the calls didn't get, get, get brought in. There was a, a there were, you know, there was a massive confusion. That's an em- embarrassing way to kind of go down um, for Tennessee, right? Not really that, that game, because it was the first game and because all the other games were crazy, right? Nobody's even talking about that game other than Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times and wins. Part of that is, you know, Ryan Tannehill looked like Ryan Tannehill, I had a problem with their – why are they putting him in that position late in the game when just run the football and try and win it? Like, I, I, that, was the, that was the part that I, I really didn't get about Tennessee. And, and you know what else got overlooked in that game? And people will say, oh, he had to. He, they would have had the lead late in that game. He went for two. Remember? Yeah. On the, and, in the and first, the say, first well, touchdown. Yeah, people will say you have – I don't necessarily think just because it's moved up a yard you have to go for that. And the reason I say that is this. You kick the extra point, momentum's on your side now. If they stop you like they did, the momentum goes back to their side now. And that can't be evaluated in your analytic data. It just can't be. And people could say, well, this, this, this. When one inch is the same as just inside the two on all your data, then come talk to me because it's fourth and one on the stat sheet either way. 
And so I think, you know, sometimes we get paralysis by analysis. Kick, take the lead. It's okay to take a lead the playoff game, by the way. It is okay. Yeah. Uh, they might not tell you that on the analytics data list, but that's, it's okay. It's absolutely 100% okay. Okay, so now we have, I don't, I just, how, is, how are the Bengals going to protect and how are they going to stop Mahomes? I know they beat him, but it's the regular season. This is very, very different. Um, feels like this is Kansas City in a high-scoring, fairly easy win. Am I crazy? No, that's what it looks like. It looks like it would be 37-27 or 37-24, something along those lines. I, I agree it's going to be a lot of points. Um, I don't know how they stop them. Uh, but, you know, with the thing about it is, is if you can rush with Hendrickson and Hubbard and, and not be forced into situations where you, you know, have to, have to sit back there and, and blitz and leave man-to-man, then you have opportunities to win. And we know Burrow can score. I'm with you, though. The, the center, the Hopkins, the right side of the offensive line, major problems for uh, Cincinnati. And, and you know, you got Chris Jones in the middle of that line. And, and I know a, a couple of those guys haven't played as well this year, Chris Jones not being one of them. But they've stepped up in the postseason, and I think that's going to be a real problem for that line. I, I think it's Kansas City, high-scoring game, I'm with you. Okay, Rams-Niners. Um, you got the Jimmy G factor, right? Where you know he's gonna, you know, there's gonna be two or three balls. If you're like, oh, hold your breath if you're if you're San Francisco. Uh, the Rams had a big lead going back last week in the season, and the Niners came back, and that that's how we got here. First glance, what do you like? Uh, you know, initially I would say I'd like the 49ers, but I, I think this Rams team is star power loaded, and and I think that shows up in, in the first game. I mean, the last game, I'm saying, you're right. They, they got the lead, and, you know, they kind of eased up a little bit, and, and then all of a sudden they were in a game. They couldn't get away from it. And in and, and watching the tape of that game, that's where the 49ers offense, the defensive line started looking like the dominant crew it's been in the postseason. They just, I mean, they just physically mauled the interior of the Rams' offensive line. But the Rams' offensive line since then played much better much better in the playoffs. And, and so I think that that's going to be the difference. I think they will hold up. Baffert will be able to make plays down the field. Because if you block them, you beat them. That's my theory on the 49ers. And usually that's the case with most good pass rushing teams. They're vulnerable on the back end. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's had a great game plan the other day, and Rodgers forced the football. But if you block them, you beat them. And I think that's what the Rams will do. I think they'll win the game. Pete, you're the best, man. Can't wait to hear, see your commentary, cbssports.com. Of course, as we get ready for championship uh, Championship Sunday. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Doug. Take care. Pete Prisco, join us. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. How big a deal is it that Tom Brady got his first ever unsportsmanlike penalty yesterday? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we let uh, Dan Beyer have a little, have a little fun. That's that's what we do. We let Dan Beyer have a little fun. This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, today we have got... Big deal, little deal, no.
no deal. All right, touching on some NFL, but also some other stuff in the world of sports. Let's start in the National Football League. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Saints owner Gail Benson said today she doesn't think anybody knows what Sean Payton is going to do next season. Um, I think that's a little deal. You know, Sean Payton was at the facility today. You know, I think he's going to contemplate, you know, stepping back. Does he want to do TV? You know, does he want to keep grinding? I I think when you've had a Hall of Fame quarterback for a decade and now you're dealing with the with the circus that is trying to find the next guy, you do a little research in this league and it's really, really hard to find that next guy. Big deal, little deal or no deal that Rob Gronkowski said he'd consider returning even if Tom Brady didn't come back next season to the Buccaneers. Mm. Um, didn't say that he would, but that he'd maybe consider it. Yeah, that that's a no deal to me. I mean, like, he can, would, I, would I consider coming to get more checks? Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know. You pay me enough, yeah. I'll I consider mean, anything. I consider a lot of different things. Um, I think it's no deal. I don't – I. I think if if Brady's gone, he's gone. All right, Doug, big deal, little deal, or no deal. Speaking of Brady, that Brady got his first ever unsportsmanlike conduct penalty yesterday in the loss to the Rams. Um, Little deal, you know. I mean, people have always thought they're kind of two sets of rules or that, you know, quarterback getting rolled up on is the Brady rule, et cetera, et cetera. I, I feel like it's a very, very... Very little deal. I thought it was interesting, though, just because I don't think that Brady probably said anything different that he had said to maybe an official. And I could be completely wrong with it, but, you know, Sean Hockley, the son of Ed Hockley, is the one who flagged them for the foul and actually spoke with a pool reporter, Greg Alman of The Athletic, who's the friend of the show. And Hockley said, he got in my face in an aggressive manner and used abusive language. As for the hit, we did not think that it rose to the level of roughing the passer. That's why Brady was so mad. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, magic words were probably said and he probably had had enough, you know. Yeah. And, and now if he said, like, your dad was better than you or <laughs> your dad never wanted you. That would probably that would probably do the trick. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Gonzaga suspended John Stockton's season tickets for refusing to to comply with the school's mask mandate. Um, weird deal, weird deal. It's like the if you say the mask mandate, you'll have you know a, a portion of people like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's then you look kind of further into John Stockton's comments, where what was it he said. 100 to 150 uh, professional athletes have dropped dead from the vaccine. You're like, wow, John Stockton's out there. Um, it's a little deal. I mean, just the, the, you know, between the election cycle and this, people have gone absolutely off their rocker. And, you know, I'm going to continue to view him as the greatest pure point guard in my recent memory and just go, you know, a little bit of a wackadoo when it comes to vaccines. Okay. Do you think he threw like a hidden elbow when they told him he couldn't? Oh, <laughs> the truth is they were the truth is they were uncomfortable with the length of his shorts. <laughs> they're like, John, we'd like to have you keep coming, but you come in your game shorts, and they're short now, but those are just way too short. Yeah, I, the, I, don't, I don't know. The other thing about Stockton is when they beat the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, I just remember he jumped really weird at the end of the game. You know, they're, like there are a lot of like 
you know, Phil Mickelson has his logo now of how he jumped on the 18th green at Augusta in 2004. But like Stockton was like hunched over. It was just, it was really weird. It was like just a weird looking uh, (laughs) jump from John Stockton. A big deal, little deal or no deal that Auburn is ranked number one for the first time in school history in the men's college hoops top 25 poll. No big deal. I told you they should be the number one team in the country last week. And now it takes, it takes uh, writers like a week to catch up. Should be pointed out that they beat Kentucky, but Kentucky's best freshman, Ty Ty Washington, uh, got hurt with, I don't know what it was, four or eight minutes to go in the, the first half, and Kentucky was up six at the time. So, completely different game. But, look, they're, they're real, and that Jabari Smith is he's going to be the number one of a pick. He's great. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun team to watch and fun team to, to cover. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, that Bucks guard Grayson Allen got a one-game suspension for his flagrant foul that fractured the wrist of Bulls guard Alex Caruso. Uh, feels like a little deal. Feels like it should have been a longer suspension. And and look, I I don't I understand that some of the things Grayson Allen has done has been taken out of context or taken the wrong way. But like at some point, there's enough things that happen to one guy. And you're like, yeah, I'm I'm good here, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's what seems to be happening. Finally, Doug, it's an interesting week in the world of golf, PGA Tour, and. Now uh, heading to La Jolla at Torrey Pines. And the first round will be on Wednesday uh, with the tournament wrapping up on Saturday. So the final round did not conflict with the NFL's conference championship games. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that we won't be teeing it up at Torrey Pines at the Pro-Am this week to Uh, a challenge. That's a a big deal. That's a big deal for all the other golfers because, you know, we were going to win. Yeah, correct. It's it's a big deal for those people to now have a chance at, at winning. Good for, the, good for them. Let yeah. them have something. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Byer, what would you think at the end of that that uh, Chiefs-Bills game? Yeah, I, I mean, crazy. I, I don't think that the Bills getting a s- stop is the excuse to not change overtime. I don't say we'll stop them anyway. Just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't squib kick it. That's just the, I, I I wouldn't have you know gone for two in that situation. I would have made it a three point game. I think they made the right move there, but the squib kick just didn't make any not to squib kick didn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I mean I, you could just kick a kick one to the to five or so yard line with with Tyreek Hill not back there too. Like those you have you had two options, you had three options, and they chose the one that left the most time on the clock. And then if you're going to play with 13 seconds, how do, how do you not how do you not jam those guys? At the line of scrimmage, why'd you play so far back when you're clearly going to have, and why are you rushing for? Why are you rushing for? Um, the Rams escaped maybe the biggest choke job of all time. We'll discuss it next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.